Awesome. That's good. You can clap. That's awesome. We're here to celebrate tonight. Uh, thank you so much for being here. My name is David. I'm the pastor here. It's a privilege to celebrate Christmas with you and um, to be able to take time and really reflect and explore and celebrate the birth of Jesus. We love to do that. I'm so grateful for our team, uh, our, you know, our music team and others and so many people behind the scenes, about 20 people or so, put the first gathering and the second gathering together for us and, and helped us do that. So I'm just so grateful for that. And thank you for taking time out of your week. I know it's busy. Christmas is in two days and so it's busy for many people, but we're grateful to have you here. Let me ask you this question as we think about Christmas. Have you ever looked at someone important in your life, like across the table or in the car or something, and thought like, I wonder what life would be like if they were never born? You ever think of that? Like, it, you ever like, take a trip and say like, man, this trip would have been different without my daughter if she was never born, or my son, or something. Have you ever thought like, if mom, my mom was never born, would I still be here? Have you ever... Weird question. Anyways, um, how many saw the movie Back to the Future? So this guy, Marty McFly, discovers a time machine with a doctor, and he goes back, travels in time, and he messes up the past so much that he's destroyed relationships, and he has to put them back together again, because if he doesn't, his mom and dad won't meet. So he's really in a jam, wondering, like, I really might never be born. He holds a picture of um, himself in the future, and, and as time is going on, as the, the scenario gets worse and worse, his brother starts to disappear, his sister starts to disappear, and he's really, really freaking out. Um, as we celebrate Christmas, as we celebrate the birth of Jesus, let me ask you this question. What if Jesus was never born? I mean, like, would the world be any different if Jesus was never born? What would the world be like if that birth never happened? Maybe you missed it just before you walked in or we started. There was a Microsoft commercial we played on the screen and, and it was a song kind of just really great how they, they catered to put all that together. And at the end, the, the last line says, you know, peace on earth starts with me. I mean, where'd they get the idea that there could be peace on earth? Where'd they get the thought, the inspiration that that's possible? Uh, thinking about that, and when you think about the Christmas story, and Louise earlier read from Luke chapter 2, just part of the story, when uh, angels present themselves to shepherds, and, and, um, and then there's this, this loud declaration that talks about joy for all people, that talks about peace on earth, that a Savior would be born for them, to them. I mean, that's just, that's a big idea. And so think about it. Would we have a vision for a more hopeful world if Jesus was never born? Would that be possible? Well, think about some other people first. What if George Lucas was never born? Would you go see Star Wars this week? No, he created Star Wars. What if like Henry Ford was never born, the guy that created the automobile? Like you might be walking all tonight if, that, if he wasn't born, right? What about this guy? Stephen McDonnell Hillenburg. You have no clue who he is, right? Okay, he created this guy here. He created Spongebob there. I thought some, some kids would like that. See? If, well, I mean, what would life be like without Spongebob? I mean, if Stephen McDonald Hildenberg was never born. <laughs> think about, I, wanna, I want you to think about, though, let's kind of shift away from that. Think about these major movements in world history that have increased peace in the world. I mean, I know we watch the news and we definitely understand the global scene. We understand what's going on in our world. There's not... There's, there's things that aren't pretty that are going on in our world. There's hatred and anger and war and violence. But there's been major movements throughout history that have increased peace. 
and hope in our world. Fourth century, there was a pastor, a theologian, church leader named St. Basil. Basil had the conviction that people should be lifted out of poverty. Basil had the conviction that that the sick should have a hospital. He slowly created a a village, a town, and then it turned into literally a city. It was called a city in in the fourth century in Cappadocia, in modern Turkey now today. That's what you'd call it. And it was his convictions that were birthed from his relationship with Jesus and the teachings of Jesus that led him to do that. There was someone over 100 years ago, William Wilberforce, who catalyzed the movement that brought slavery down. He became a follower of Christ. And as he began to grow in his faith and his understanding of the teachings of Christ, he, he, he gained a burden to bring slavery down. What would America be like without Martin Luther King? I mean, there's still discrimination. It's so sad that there's still discrimination in our world. But what would it be like if he wasn't around? His passion for the teachings of Christ led him to that. Nelson Mandela's dream of reconciliation for South Africa, partly birthed out of the teachings of Christ. And here's one more person, last one, Bob Pierce. It was 1947. Bob Pierce traveled, probably for the first time in his life, traveled overseas, traveled to China. And he saw um, abandonment for the first time. There was a teacher that he met, and this teacher introduced him to a little girl named White Jade. And this teacher asked Bob Pierce, she said, I cannot keep taking care of White Jade. I, it's impossible. I don't have the resources. I don't have the, the wealth. I can't do it. She, and she asked Bob Pierce, can you help me take care of this girl, this abandoned little girl? And so he had $5 in his pocket. He took it out, and he gave it to that teacher. And he said, here's $5, and I'm going to send you $5 every month to help you take care of this little girl. Bob Pierce went back to America and showed video reels. They were on reels back then. And showed people the abandonment of these kids. And he started an organization called World Vision. World Vision today has 40,000 staff members, serves 100 million children in 100 countries, and disperses $1 billion a year in the name of Jesus. There was one phrase that Bob Pierce held dearly. It was a prayer he used to pray. And he said, let my heart be broken by the things that break the heart of God. Where do you think that came from? That came from the teachings of Jesus. Each person I just mentioned, they did the things they did because they knew the person and teachings of Jesus Christ. What if Jesus wouldn't have been born? That one birth changed, has been changing the world. That one birth has seen pockets of peace and hope and joy in the midst of some tragedy. But more than that, when when someone welcomes Jesus into their life, that begins to change them. That begins to change them from the inside out. And the kind of change that happens is the kind of change that leads someone like Bob Pierce or Basil or William Wilberforce or people in our day and age to live out what God is doing in their hearts. It's, it's not just peace on earth. That feels so big, peace on earth, like Tina said in her piece. What about peace in my heart? What about peace in my life? And the birth of Jesus isn't just for this big vision of peace on earth. It's also for peace in 
our hearts, our lives. There's the phrase that the angels sing, peace on earth where his favor rests. Where God's favor rests, there will be peace. Some people think, well, does that mean that God has favorites? Like some people have peace and some people don't, and God favors some and not others, and God doesn't play favorites. Those who welcome him are favored by him. Those who welcome him find his favor and then find his peace. There's a story in the Gospels where Jesus, now, you know, later in his life, as he has begun teaching and preaching and sharing the message of God's kingdom, healing people, he's gathered disciples around him. And there's a moment he sends 70 of these disciples out to another town. And he says, Go from town to town, and, and when you knock on someone's door, say, Peace be with you. And if they embrace you and welcome you, stick around that house, stay with those people. But if they don't, then leave. There was this sense that peace is available for that home, peace is available for those people if they welcome you. But if they don't, then you got to leave. That's that kind of idea. Peace on earth where God's favor rests. God's favor rests on those who say welcome. Where you welcome Jesus, peace floods in. Where you welcome Christ in your heart, in your life, peace floods in. In fact, John's gospel tells us that some of Jesus' last words with his disciples, three times he says, peace I leave you. Peace, I leave you. Peace, I leave you. And that kind of peace doesn't just come from teaching, doesn't just come from an idea, doesn't just come from a a mantra or putting a sticker on your fridge that says, keep calm and carry on. Doesn't just come from that. It comes from the personal relationship that Jesus invites us into when we welcome him. That promise that he gives us when we come into a relationship with him and welcome him into our lives is unlike any other promise, any other relationship. God promises to come and live in you when you welcome him. And his peace floods in. And when that peace rules your heart, then your life changes. There's this phrase from an author named Amy Arnold, and she says this, Wherever the Christmas child is born in a heart, wherever Jesus begins his earthly life anew, that is where the life of God's love and of God's peace dawns again. I love that phrase. Wherever the Christmas child is born in a heart, wherever Jesus begins his earthly life anew, that is where the life of God's love and of God's peace dawns again. That's the promise when we embrace and welcome Jesus into our lives. Some of you are here tonight and you're celebrating that peace. You're here because you've experienced that peace. You've experienced a relationship with Christ and you're celebrating that. We celebrate that all year round. We celebrate it at Christmas too because the birth of Christ has changed not just human history but our hearts, our lives. But some of you have come longing for peace, longing for something like peace to grow in your heart. So Jesus didn't just come to change the world. He did, but he came to change you and he came to change me. And it starts with peace in people and pockets of people that find peace in Jesus. They, let, they overflow with peace to others. But, you know, regardless if you're a manager in your company, a stay-at-home mom, a CEO, a student, maybe you're in work or out of work, maybe you're struggling or you feel like you're in success, I would bet that each and every one of you and every person we lock eyes with on a regular basis long for peace. Long for peace. 
regardless of your situation. There's a great verse. It's found in John, verse, John chapter 1, verse 12. And, and this is what it says about those who welcome Jesus in. It says, to all who did receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. To those who welcome him, his favor rests. To those who believe in him, he gives them the right to be his children. You know, there's so much I can tell you about what that feels like, but I want to tell you about how that's related in my life. And um, my dad passed away about 11 years ago. And um, five years before he passed away was the end of an, of an eight-year period where he wrestled with a very serious form of cancer. It was, it was eight years of, of really pain and fatigue. And the, the last few couple of years of that, he was literally... Um, completely drained of energy. They had found um, that the cancer from the bottom of his leg came up to his thigh, and so they immediately said, we need to take care of this. And so they removed the growth, and then they amputated below the knee. And uh, that actually took his pain away, believe it or not. But for about 18 months before that that day, he had a nurse that would come every single morning at 8 o'clock to his house. He was living in Toronto at the time. Every morning, a nurse would come at 8 o'clock and change the bandage, clean the wound that he had at the bottom of his leg because of his sickness. And every day, she would come. The last day before his surgery, she came. The day before his surgery, she came. And um, she did what she normally does. And she was finished. And then she started to weep. She started to cry. And my dad said to, to the nurse, said, why, why are you crying? And she said, Mr. Manifold, you don't, you don't understand. You know, you, I come here every day and I change your bandage. I come here and I, I see the pain you're in. But I leave your home every day with hope for my day. There's something that I've discovered here. There's this peace that I find here that I don't find anywhere else. And she discovered something that was beautiful in my dad, which was the peace of Jesus. Before my dad, the day of my dad's operation, we were sitting in the hospital waiting room, and he was in two, three hours. He, he was in surgery. And we were sitting there with my family, and all of us are followers of Jesus, and so we're sitting around waiting. And um, I looked around the room, and of course there's people in a, in a waiting room that are, that are struggling, that are grieving, that are hurting, that are weeping, and we were sitting there, and there was something strange going on. I asked my mom and my brothers, I said, this is strange. We, like, I know that dad's in surgery, and we should be really sad at this moment, but what's happening? Why do we feel okay? And it, for the first time, I felt what it meant where the scripture says, you have peace beyond understanding. Like, I knew Jesus, I followed Jesus, I loved the teachings of Jesus, but in that specific moment was when the rubber met the road for me, where I truly felt God's peace when I needed it, something that I could not have manufactured or fabricated or created. And that's something that's available for each and every one of us. And so as we come to a close tonight, we're going to move into this last song, and I want you to just consider something would you do something with me? Would you recognize two things with me? First of all, like we've talked about, would you recognize that Jesus' birth has really changed history? Would you just pause and recognize that Jesus' birth really did do something? And then secondly, would you recognize that, that Jesus' birth has not just changed the world, Jesus' birth can change you.
just like it's changed others. And it's welcoming him in, saying, I long for your peace. I welcome you in. I want you to lead my life. That's the offer of Jesus. Would you mind if we took a moment, we're going to pray, and I want to just pray for you for this Christmas season, this coming new year, but also if, you know, you've been taking a moment of reflection, I'm not sure, again, I know many have come here celebrating their faith, some maybe are coming longing for faith as we've talked about that, and if you've come longing, if there's something that maybe has triggered in in your own heart and mind tonight that, that... leads you to say, I would love, I want to know more about Christ. I want to seek him. I want to pursue the kind of peace that he offers. And I want to welcome him in. As I pray, first part of my prayer will be like a prayer of invitation, inviting Jesus in. Um, And then we'll end with a prayer of celebration, celebrating what he's done. And so depending where your heart is at, maybe it's a bit of both. That's fine. But if it's the invitation, pray with me. As we, we start this, God, we just say thank you. What would your world be if Jesus had not come? We know that there could be reason to despair, reason to see negativity, reason to see pain around us. There is, God, but we are so grateful because there's been glimpses of hope and peace through people that would not have lived the lives they have lived if they had not known you. And so we thank you for those shelters of peace, those moments of peace, those movements of peace that have been rooted in Jesus, your son. God, we long not just for world peace, we long for peace in our hearts. And Lord, maybe there's someone here today or a few people that you've been just grabbing their attention tonight. They thought this was just another Christmas celebration and somehow something has been tugging at their hearts. And they long to welcome you in. If that's you tonight, my next few words are words that you can use as your own prayer. Jesus, I welcome you in. Jesus, show me. Show me the significance of your birth, not just for the world, but for me. I long for you to lead me and guide me. Transform my heart. Come and Live in me and lead my life. I want to trust you. God, for those who have prayed those prayers, Lord, we just we long for them to know you in a deep way. God, and as we come to a close tonight, we celebrate because we know the significance of Jesus' birth and we celebrate this incredible truth this incredible moment not just in history but that we can celebrate this everyday salvation in our hearts and in our lives God we pray that that would flow out from us as your message of peace is true may it not just be true for us but may it be true for our streets and our neighborhoods Lord the message of your gospel is not just good for us may it be good for our streets and neighborhoods God may it overflow in word, in deed, in belief, in faith. We pray this in, in Jesus' name. And God, we pray for this coming new year, for peoples who are longing to have a different kind of 2016. We pray and lift them up to you and pray that in Christ's name, you would do something extraordinary as they allow you to lead them. 
We thank you for this evening and all that uh, has been celebrated here tonight. Every single individual who you love dearly. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.